All right. So welcome to Today I Have Time. I'm Nicole, Ms. Lachelle, Rashida, and Nick. And we're going to be giving our opinions on different subjects. And today our subject is Black men and the misperception of having to be removed from emotional emotions just because they're men. You know, people that were raised, I don't want to say emotionalists, but raised without emotions and how it's affecting our children, our young black children, especially our males, um, how it affects them in their relationships, being work, their partners and kids. So what do y'all think? So I don't have any kids, let me throw that out there right now. Um, but I have seen it affect, you know, um, different men in my life, like my dad, his um, biological father wasn't extremely present. And so a lot of what he got from his grandfather was, you know, be very stoic and you can't like go overboard and you don't cry and it's this and it's that. And so growing up, that was more of what he got. So when he had kids, he made it a point to try and do the opposite. So he was always very like uh, he always pushed my brother to like, you know, express yourself, be it in words, or he, he was just like, you know, don't be violent with anyone unless they come at you first. But he was like, he, he pushed us always to express ourselves because it was the opposite for him. Um, and he always felt like he had to keep things bottled in. And, you know, it was ultimately it's not healthy. Like stuff like that can start to manifest itself in physical ways, high blood pressure, cholesterol, all, all types of things. So I definitely think in our community, it's a, it's a push for men to, to, you know, only hold up that like a strong dominant male. So. I agree with that. Definitely. Because like me, I'm an emotional person and I like to express how I'm feeling. And sometimes it shows on my face. Joey, on the other hand, is just straight up like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so sometimes it's like pulling teeth to be like, okay, baby, now tell me, show me, tell me, tell me, show me, show me. And he was raised the same way. It's like, it happened, let it go. All right, move on. Don't show too much emotion, um, not because people don't care, but because what for? Um, and he did say it was okay to talk about him. <laughs> all right, and I told him that that was good, that he was all right to put himself out there like that. Because for one, he has come to the realization that it is hard for two people who, one who is very emotional, and then the other one who is not to try and build that bond like that because with our children it's like mommy is always give me a hug give me a kiss how you feeling tell me what happened well why do you feel like that why does that make you feel this way and i want to know and i'm digging 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 and then daddy is like you okay all right <laughs> I can see I can see how that would be kind of challenging like the two because even when you're trying to communicate if you're 
trying to express yourself like you know on an emotional level trying to get the same kind of expression back like the, the communication i can see where that would be that would be frustrating that sometimes or like you know not always the easiest thing to navigate yeah but he's he is making strides i will say he's he's more conscious and aware of when he's being like that now because sometimes i'm just like I mean, well, look, self-awareness is, <laughs> yeah, self is half of the issue. Like, yeah. figuring out that there's something going on that you need to work on is, like, one of the biggest, in, in my opinion. It's good for Joey. I can't hear you, Rashida. You can't hear me? Really? Say something. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I was saying that my husband is the same way. Like that he was raised to be very like emotionless and hardcore and like super masculine. And there's this wedding picture. I just thought about it when I sat down of him, his dad and his best friend. And they're standing there like straight face. And I saw the picture afterwards, and I'm like, you're not happy? Like, what? what's wrong? Like, you're not, he's like, no, we just don't smile. Like, this, this is our stance. We don't smile. And I'm like, that just says, like, that's how you are all the time. Like, this is a happy occasion. You're supposed to smile. Like, it looks like you're unhappy to be getting married. You know like, if you're not smiling on anything else, smile on this picture. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, they got this little pose off, but it's like, it's like, yep. I'm like, yep. you're not happy. But, um... The other thing too is that my mom raised me very emotionally. Like she's, they're not, she's not an emotional, the women in my family are not emotional either. So okay, it was never like a real touchy feely, huggy, I love you kind of life when I grew up. So between myself being, having been raised like that and then my husband, we have to try really hard to be emotional like and we're just not emotional people. I'm Aquarius. He's a Capricorn. We just like super nonchalant. Yeah, like we're just very even killed. I don't, I'm good type of people. Like that's just how we are. So, but we've raised Chloe somehow to be like this very emotional little girl. I think because we tried so hard to like tell her it's okay to express yourself and it's okay right. to be emotional. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we're trying to go the opposite of how we were, you know, raised. Yeah, and that's good. That's really good. It it is something because um my family was like that until it got to the grandkids, which would be me. Mm -hmm. so, like my aunts and uncles are always like, Oh, Nicole and everybody else, the grandkids, they got all the love. We Mama didn't used to hug on us and kiss on us, and, you know, and, and always tell us that she loved us and everything like that. So it's like our generation, the grandkids, me and my cousins, we're all like, I love you. I love you too. Give me a hug. Mm -hmm. And we're, all, we're texting each other and different and all that kind of stuff. And then our aunts and uncles are all like, good. <laughs> you know what that's funny my family is, is very similar like my you know my like my cousins and I were all like love you cuz this that, and third we're like 
huggy and and we like talk all the time my like aunts and uncles they're not like standoffish but you know like, like they don't they don't really hug quite as much they're fabulous people and they treat you well but it does it seems like especially on especially the men they're just not as like emotionally expressive and i think unfortunately some of that comes down to just how this country treats Mm-hmm. general like they're not completely human like they're just these like i mean even way back like they have to be super strong and work hard and that's right it's, it's protect provide protect provide like that's they it always makes it seem like that's all they're here for and right. they can't be whole and complete people and so right. i think you know they don't get to be whole and complete people because when they I've, I've even seen it a lot of times when they're trying to express themselves. People be like, "Oh, well, buck up. You be all right." Men, men don't do that. Exactly. As, yeah. Over the course of a lifetime, you start to be like, "All right, well, no one's gonna care. What's the point of even sharing this? Like, I'm just gonna struggle silently." And I, that starts to man, like I said before, it starts to manifest itself in unhealthy ways, and then that can turn outward, and it can become damaging to your wife, your a partner, your kids, your, mm-hmm. you know anybody that you come into contact with and, and unfortunately I think, i'm sorry oh go ahead i was just gonna say we and and, and leading to that because my family's the same way so maybe we're maybe it's a it's a sense of we've we've seen where we've made some mistakes not in a bad way i mean because adam everything that you just talked about like we had to be strong and like, you know, but like now we're like, well, maybe taking all the emotion out of our life was not, you know, the best thing. Maybe we need to try to correct that with this next generation. Cause my, the previous generation from me was like hardcore. They were like, you know, real hardcore, but now it's the same thing. Everybody's like, Oh, cause I love you. You know, how you been? Let's talk, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then two, I wonder how, you know, pulling those emotions out has affected I think it has, um, it a, a addresses the way black community feels about like mental health and like, um, you know, going to church and going to therapy because, mm-hmm. you know, you're just supposed to deal with that. Like that's, you know, right. you hard, like you deal with it. You don't you talk to other people about it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a, a very serious sense in the, like a, a mistrust with mental health in the black community. Like I was a psych and every time I would tell a friend of mine from back home that I was major in psychology, like, I don't want to go see no therapist. Black people don't talk to therapists. They just, it's just some man trying to get in your head and make you think something. And I'm like, no, it actually can be really healthy. Like there's, there's strength in being able to admit when you can't do it by yourself. That's and right. I think a, a lot of folks are never told that it's okay to say, you know what? I don't have it. Like, I need someone else to pick this up a little bit. I need a hug. I need someone to tell me I'm doing a good job. I just need a little bit of something. And it's often a lot of us are taught, that, you know, that saying that I need is a sign of weakness. But I, like I said, my family has pushed, especially my parents, to make do the exact opposite, to say being able to say I need help and knowing yourself well enough to say you need help or that you're struggling with this is actually a sign of strength, like knowing yourself right. better. You're not because in the end of the day, like if you're not a whole and complete person, you can't help take care of anybody else. Like if you're constantly struggling, it's just gonna make the person next to you struggle too. Mm-hmm. That's right. 
Can we pause for a second so I can close my windows? Yes. Yes. Okay. And yeah, because that therapy thing, sometimes you just need to just talk it out. Because I know for the longest time I've heard the same thing. Girl, don't black people don't do therapy. Get mm -hmm. it together. Or pray it away. Listen, you can't pray, pray everything away. away. You can't pray everything away. Pray everything away. No, and I always tell my family, because I think in my family, I'm the only person that has a therapist, like in my whole family. Oh, I know I, I am. Because <laughs> when I talk, I intentionally look for a black. Like, all right, Nicole, here she goes. There she goes. Because I tell everybody, girl, you better get you a therapist. Hello. <laughs> no, therapy works. It does. And it's finally starting to be more normalized, even in representation on TV. Like, because I can't remember, I mean, even like the great shows I watched in the 90s, like The Fresh Prince and Martin and all that stuff. I don't remember any of them like going to therapy no. when they had problems or issues or stuff like that. But watching like Molly on Insecure be able to go to her yes. therapy with another black woman and have her be there and have that outlet. Because you love your friends to death, but sometimes you need a neutral person, someone that doesn't know your whole backstory, your whole history that you can tell how you're feeling to, and they don't come, they don't have like a, like a lens of who you used to be. Right. Yeah, because the lady that I see now, I know she think I'm just boo-boo crazy. <laughs> <laughs> You're not crazy, Nicole. Girl, you're not. It's okay. Anyway, because she laughs with me, she gets serious with me, and she'll tell me, now, Nicole, you know. And I tell her, oh, I know, but I'm just <laughs> letting you know that this is how I was feeling. And she said, I know, but you have valid reasons and this, that, and the other. But she tells, that's why I think that it's important, too, when you do get a therapist, that you get somebody that looks like you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because they're going to understand what you're saying without passing a um, cultural prejudice. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? That makes sense to y'all? Mm -hmm. like, um, yeah. Not judging, like, oh, this must be a black person thing. She is That's looking right. at you like, oh, girl, sister, I understand. I understand, yeah. It's one of those things, like someone, and you know, I'm, I, I love diversity, I am all for diversity, but there are certain things sometimes where someone that looks like you, that's had a similar life experience to you, just can understand you and help you in a way that someone that doesn't can't. Right. Like, right. It's just, it's, it's similar to doing hair, I think. Like, I, yes. my sister is fantastic. I don't always understand how to do her hair. And she really doesn't know she wouldn't understand how to do mine. We relate to each other well, but there are certain experiences that we just never gonna share. So yeah. it's easy to have that conversation with like one of my girlfriends that looks like me than it is with my sister-in-law. Doesn't mean I, you know, she's any less of, of a decent person. It's just a difference. And I don't know, I think oh, I don't know. That no, was like I, I agree. I completely understand because my brother in law, yep. like like they're in San Diego right now and he goes jogging and he takes the kids jogging with him and everything but he'll never understand that 
when the police ride past you and you're out there jogging in the middle of the night, they're not thinking, mm -hmm. oh, what is this white boy doing? No. Like, you know? So he can post all day long about his fantastic midnight runs. And right. Stuff. If, but when if Joey I, was running at midnight, someone would see him I, and think, where is he running from? Say what? I said, but if someone like Joey was running at midnight, they'd be like, oh, where is he running from? Right. Run away. Right. Yeah. That's good. And, I, and that's the, uh oh. Why is it telling me my time limit is up? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just popped up. Um, but that's one of the things I was thinking about when we talked about like emotions. So, so like talking about generation wise and them not believing in therapy and all that stuff. Like my, and I'm thinking about my mom who is an older baby boomer. So like she's in her early seventies, her, her, her brother went through like desegregation and all of that stuff. And with them not being real emotional, I feel like they they never really learn how to deal with their emotions either. You know right. what I'm saying? Like because the, how how are you gonna deal with it if it's, if you always have to bottle it up and and swallow it back down? And so you know, I try to tell my mom like you should go just to kind of help you. Even some of the simplest things like grief, like going through the steps of grief, or mm -hmm. you know, I mean, like some of that stuff. If you never, if it was always, oh, you're gonna be all right then how do you ever deal with it and move past some of the things that are that are still hurting you 30 years later that you really should have worked through? Yeah. That's right. I, I, think, I think that's one of the things that people don't talk about. Like my parents, my dad would be, would have been 60 this year. My mom was about to be 64. So they're kind of more middle, um, middle, late baby boomers. So when they were in, and Virginia was behind the time. So they didn't desegregate schools until like 10, 11 years after they were supposed to. So when they were in elementary school, and it's like, I feel like it's a form of PTSD, honestly. Yeah. Like they, it's a whole, it's a complete culture shock. Like my dad was telling me that, you know, when he was a kid, when they used to go, like once the school's integrated, they used to fight. They used to get jumped in the bathroom almost every day if they went to lunch. Like went to the bathroom at lunchtime, they would, be, they would get jumped. And I don't think it's something that, you know, you... Like you wrap your mind around it, but if you don't address it and confront it, is you're gonna carry some form of that constant like edgeness. I have to be this certain way, otherwise, you know, people will be able to get in. They'll be able to hurt me. People don't need to see this of me. Like they just, I don't know. Yeah, PTSD. I think a lot of PTSD from situations like that and and what a lot of our older generations went to is unaddressed with them. And then it kind of spirals and goes next generation and the next. And you have to like put that effort, extra effort into breaking those generational. I don't, I don't like to call them curses, but those, you know, those curses, generational curses, we just don't call it that. I agree. Definitely. Which is why I'm even more so like, that's why you need to go to therapy. Yeah, you, can't, yeah. you don't know how to deal with that. You can't, you know, there it gives you tools and an outlet. Like, you know, you just fussing about a crime about all the time, ain't making it work, you know, work out for you. Yeah, see, I, I, I think therapy is good. Yeah, if nothing else, you get healthy coping mechanisms. So you can recognize when you start to feel a certain way, a better way to express it. That's right. Well, Ooh. guys. I thank you so much for talking with me today. We're going to go ahead and, and end it here.
And I'm just going to leave us with this. We should act as if what we do makes a difference. Because it does. All right. I will talk to y'all later. All right. Bye. Bye. Ooh, look at you. Hello. Oh, yeah, I had to say that. I got, I needed my curls back. I know, right? That looks nice. Thank you, thank you. I'm going to go outside because it's not a bad day and I want it to be a little bit brighter. Yeah, I was thinking about going on the, um, on the back porch myself. I might do that because it's hot in the summer. Yeah. Okay. Is that Mr. Eli? Yeah, Eli. Say hey, Miss Lachelle. Hey, Miss Flow. <laughs> Hi, Ella. How you doing? Uh, good. How you doing? Good. 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 What you doing today? I'm going to go You going to talk to Aunt Didi? Yeah. She just left from over here. Oh. Uh, where's my water? You love him, Aunt Didi. Huh? I said he loved him some on Didi. Yes. Okay. What you been up to today? Huh? I said what you been up to today? Um, helping my grandma put flowers in her flower thing. The flower uh -huh. thing at the um, house. I miss my grandma. Okay, what happened? Stop, Eli.